are only going to PWI for exposure. Right. And they they have ex- a lot of exposure because of, and that's that's drenched in white supremacy and, and oppression too. Right. Like the these bigger schools with a lot, uh, way more resources than HBCUs have, because you know HBCUs are underfunded. You seen what's happened at a lot of HBCUs. People uh, living in uh, soot and dirt and there's mold everywhere. And we we went to I love Delaware State University. But freshman year, roaches in the shower, stuff like that. It's it's underfunded. It's it's underfunded. And if I'm if I'm a five star talent. I'm not going, going to Howard. I'm not going to Dell State. LSU. Bama said I could stay Bama's up in the, the whole like, Exactly. Man. You crazy. I'm not I'm not doing that. Get to the cake. I'm on a mission for maze, no matter how long it's gonna take. I could just see it already. Give me that new bins or the wraith. Watch on my own back where I'm from. It was never safe. Yeah. Need a hundred M's have been a safe. Last chance, life a movie. Roll another one and get baked. Mix the honor wealth with the group. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of BTL Podcast. I'm super, super, super excited uh, to be here with yet another episode with a phenomenal guest. Um, but if you've tuned into any previous episode or if you're here for the first time, uh, welcome. Uh, we talk about, you know, many things, but go back and like, subscribe, share, comment. Uh, let us know what your favorite episode has been thus far. Uh, but today we got a, a good friend of mine on the show, uh, Kareem. Uh, you know, we went to school together. We're both from New York. And I'm just super excited, you know, to have this type of conversation, which we're going to talk about a little bit more. But before we move forward, bro, Reem, I appreciate my you, my brother. I appreciate uh, you. Pulling up. Reem, my boy. Right? Like, <laughs> He's my guy. I appreciate you for pulling up. And, and Well, I appreciate you for being on the show. Cool. And um, just let them know what you got going on, man. Like, what you got going on since graduating or, you know, what's, your, your, like, what's, you, what's in motion right now? So right now, of course, he said my name is Kareem, Kareem Ross. Um, right now, I'm just, I, I run a little uh, Instagram uh, wave of Black History. I got an Instagram, a TikTok, and it's about you know teaching and showcasing the the history of the African diaspora. Uh, is is really important to me. I feel like it's important for us to know. Yeah, uh, it's important for us to teach. Why not me? You know what I'm saying? Nah, facts. And I love that, bro, because I you know as I mentioned before, man, I, I feel like you know people when they see you, they see you know just somebody who you know who just the life of the party, man, yeah. who have fun and. You know, obviously going back into undergrad, you know, you was you was that dude. You know mm. what I mean? Like we had a good time. You know what I mean? From student leadership and just doing many different things. But as time just went on and and, and you know things, we just got older. You know, you became a dad. You know what I mean? You became a you know a husband. You became a homeowner. You've done so many different stuff, and to kind of see you change in that way, it's, it's been an inspiration to me, bro. You know what Appreciate I mean? That. Like just really seeing somebody have fun and just really really taking it <clears throat> serious at a young age too. So. <laughs> Kudos to you, bro, just from one man to another. But Thank first you. thing I really want to talk about, man, like just really let me know what that, what, what that, you know, that experience was like, you know, being, you know, that undergrad experience or just being the, the life of the party or just kind of having that fun, you know, before you really settled down and really got serious about your career mm. and, you know, your endeavors, you know, let the people know a little bit about, you know, what was your focus before that, right? Who was Kareem before all of that other stuff? I felt like uh, definitely, bro, coming into college, like, you know how it is going into a different state from New York. So you're yeah. like, I, I, I'm that guy regardless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So that's that's who I, I, I embodied that. I embodied that whole trope. So I came to college. I had a conversation a little beforehand with my mother. My mother was like, look, this is not no community college. You know what I'm saying? Like, you going to a university. Biggest part about going to a university is your connections. And it's, it's a huge, it's a family. It's a campus community college. You go to class, you go home. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So this isn't that. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Get your work done. And that's, that's all I'm going to say. Graduating in four years, I'm not paying for no more. Mm-hmm. That's what my mother told me. So 
I, I embodied everything. I listened to everything she said. I came to college. I had the most fun I possibly can. I was in there. Where Billy, Billy, Rocky, Billy Rocky, Rocky, up. I, I wanted to jump on stage. I met uh, a couple. I met Cardi B. I met Fabulous. I, I enjoyed that. my. I had a, uh, great friends. You, Loms, a bunch of a bunch Billy of my close guys, friends. Yeah. Like we, we. I definitely enjoyed college, and I wanted to enjoy my four years of college because you know. Um, I had a lot of, I had a great, great couple mentors that told me like the four years are going to go fast, bro. Yeah. Um, adulthood is a little bit tough. So enjoy your time in college. It's going to go fast. And I, that's, that's exactly what I did. I enjoyed college. I met the, uh, met the love of my life. We got married shortly after, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, got a crib shortly Who's after, had a boy, baby man. shortly after. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed my college years, but. That's lit. Yeah. That's lit. And I mean, just kind of hearing that, bro, because we both come from New York, man. You know, yeah. we came from New York. We came in at the same time. And, you know, I, I know what that shit felt like. Just coming to school and, like, really thinking you about to have the best time in your life, which you still can. Yeah. But it's, like, the seriousness of it because you don't have nobody Absolutely. really hold your hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, although you had some family out here already. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, they was out here already? Or yeah, they, yeah, oh, yeah. you had family out here already. But it's still, like, nobody did a babysit you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for you... You know, I knew that you was the type of individual who liked to have fun, but you, yet, as you mentioned, you were serious about getting shit done in the classroom, mm. right? How did you balance, you know, really saying, you know what, I want to still be able to be who I am, which is a dude that likes to have fun. Mm. But in addition to that, I got to get my shit done, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what was that balance like, you know what I'm saying? Like, being going to parties, like, and having to do homework. Like, what was that experience like for you? So, I'm, I'm going to say this, right? I'm gonna any anybody's gonna tell you like yo bro time management like yeah. you, you just gotta you just gotta divvy up your time like if you wanna have fun just do your work real quick like yeah that's that's cool and all but nah like time time management is, is excellent but like I said like I had a I had a couple mentors that a, a lot of people you know I was in student leadership yep. so a lot of people that I knew or that I hung around I was they was a lot older than me so they they uh, spit the game to me real quick like bro like. You don't be out wilding if you got a C, like, or you got a, or you got a D. We make fun of people like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like back in the hood. Well, if you, if you a point Dex, that people gonna make fun of mm-hmm. you in college. If you got an F or you got a D, like, what you turning up for? What you celebrating? Oh, what you oh, ain't, ain't nothing to celebrate. I'm, oh, a, I'm only gonna celebrate and enjoy myself if, if my grades is, 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 is doing the same thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's, that's exactly who I was. Like, I, I, I didn't want to be. I, I couldn't personally have fun. Uh, be Millie rocking on stage on nobody camera if I was failing in, in the books, bro. So like, yeah, and I think that that also comes with the importance of just really knowing what student leadership mean mm-hmm. and just like really understanding that you know you got to prioritize, bro. Like you know, it's it's one thing to go out there and have the time of your life and have fun and turn up and go to parties and all that, but at the same time, like I feel like it's an embarrassment. Nah, like, you absolutely. know what I mean? It's like how can you be out there, you know, having the time of your life and, and realize that you're paying thousands of dollars uh, for your education? And I feel like. When it comes to stuff like that, for anybody who might be listening, you know, because we both were student leaders, we both did many things, you know, on college campus. It really just, it was really just a matter of what's most important. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like a lot of people like to say, "Oh, I procrastinate and all this," but it's it's really a matter of what's most important to you. Because like, think about it, bro. If I give you bread, you know what I'm saying? Well, I say, "Come meet me for some bread or something." You go and find a way to you come meet me for that bread. You, you know what I'm saying? Because it's important. But if I say I got to choose between my homework and a party, and I choose to go to the party. Ultimately, your homework is not important. It's, exactly. it's really not no procrastination. So I think you did a phenomenal job of being able to manage that. And at what point did you realize, like, damn, you know, being in student leadership, just leader in general, bro, not even just student leadership, but at what point did you realize, like, man, like, being a student leader, it really is, is more than just 
you know, it's, it's not just about me. It's mm-hmm. really just being able to advocate and have that voice for many different students or just many different people and I, things like that. I think initially when I when I really wanted to become a student leader, um, people kind of pushed it on me. Like, bro, I can see you doing this. I can see you doing that. But the further I got into student leadership, people started to gravitate towards me and people started to listen to me. Like, you you, you got some type of pull yeah. and you, you got to use that in a, in a positive manner. And I, I seen that. I'm like, yo, people people bang with me in a in a party, they probably gonna listen to what I, I gotta say outside of a party. So like that's that's when I really understood how, how important it was. Um you got people where we come from don't know how to tie a tie. Mm. You got people uh, where we come from don't know how to uh don't know anything about financial literacy or, or just just they don't have anybody to talk to. And we, we was uh no nobody had to tell us or teach us how to go talk to somebody. Yeah. We we was already uh people oriented. So just just being that uh, person on campus, like that, that was important. That was important to me. Like you start seeing uh, slowly and surely, people start talking. You gravitate. You know how it is when you come from a, a different state. There's mm-hmm. like little uh, state beefs on campus. Like, you from DC. DC I ain't messing yeah. with you from New York. You from Philly. You from this. But like you see people uh, from all facets of, of America coming together because at, at the end of the day, we all black. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We we sharing the same experiences. Like college is hard. We all broke. Um, and uh, we we just trying to figure out the way to get through and have fun together. So yeah. So what would be your advice for like? I wouldn't even say your advice, but like, matter of fact, I will say advice. What would be your advice for somebody that's like you know that that may be listening? And not even in regards to just school, but mm-hmm. just being an individual who understands that you know I want to be able to kind of do my thing, but I also need to understand the importance of what comes first. So like, how can you give somebody advice on how to really focus in and keen in on uh, what matters most? Right. Because, again, it goes back to what we spoke about in regards to student leadership and you being fun. And I'm just saying this because you were somebody who had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of people really can't do that. They don't know how to separate, you know, business and pleasure. But you do. You know what I'm saying? Because you still prioritize your your work and, you know, your family and all that just as much as you did fun. So what type of advice would you give somebody who might be coming into school or who might just be dealing with a crisis of, damn, I want to be able to do this and live my life. But at the same time, I got these responsibilities. What type of advice would you give me? So the first thing I would say is the type of experience that you have at uh, in college, in a four-year college, in a, in a university, specifically at an HBCU, is very unique, and you're never going to have that experience again. Like, those people that you meet within those four years, you're never going to be able to do that again in, in any way, shape, or form. Y'all can have, y'all can have a, a reunion 10 years Thanks. later. It's not the same thing. So you... What I would say is, in, in knowing this, figure out what's important to you. Why did you come to college? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then also on that same breath, who got you into college? Like, who, who are you? Who, who's, who's pushing you up? Who's the, who's the village that's holding you up? So think of, think of that. You don't want to let them down. And, and also, you're going to be here for four years, and then it's, and, and real life starts very soon we all we all come from like uh, low socioeconomic uh, uh neighborhoods bro you don't want to go back to that neighborhood especially if you have nothing to offer them so like you you start putting all this stuff together and you're like all right i'm definitely gonna enjoy myself while i'm here because it's not for me back home but you also gonna think about like i'm gonna have fun here at yeah. the same time because i can i can definitely turn up here safely like i say it's, it's never gonna happen yeah. again so think of think of all the uh all the facets that that go along with going to a university and 
Uh, especially, like I said, a historically black college. Man, that's so much facts, yeah. bro. I'm just thinking about it now. It's like, damn, college is a good time. You, you know when, when have you, the people that we went to college <laughs> with, when have you seen them all in the same room again and, and having fun in the same man? We, we may go to the same events sometimes. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the same people was not there. But it's not, And yeah, you have, what, uh, 10, uh, you, you have, what, maybe two, three hours with those people? You'll probably never two, see them three, again for hours. another few months few or two months, years. Yes. You know, never know. Without but in college, point. y'all living with each other. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's never going to happen again. You have to enjoy that. You have to be able to, to really enjoy that because a lot of people can't. A lot of people uh, can't even afford college, bro. A lot of people would never have that experience. My mother, my mother, even though she's successful now, my mother didn't get the opportunity to go to a, a four-year uh, college. college. And, like, she, 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 gra- she, she, gra- she graduated. My mother has her master's now. But like she didn't get the opportunity to go to a historically black college and turn yeah. up like I did. She had kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like same and then the same difference with a bunch of people in my family and a bunch of people that they grew up with. Like the experience that we had. My mother looking at videos like you, what? Like y'all lit. You turning up? I'm talking like yo, mom. I talked to Fab. She's living through y'all. Yeah, I, I was yeah. talking to Fab. Fab. Uh, Fab said to me like I'm in cab, so you know I'm doing the um events. The events. And Fab like, yo, you you from Queens? And I'm like, yeah. He like, he like, well, when we take this picture, make you so make sure you say, bro, Brooklyn. And I'm talking to my mother. She like, word, like hard. she's so I can see the joy in her eyes because of the experience that I had that she couldn't have. And I'm looking. You got to think about that for a vast majority of of. The, the people who look like you and other people in your family people don't get this experience bro you gotta turn up Real man shit. you gotta cherish that shit bro college is and that's why I, like every time i have you know somebody on that we that we went to the same school i really like to i like to for them to give their experience because mm-hmm. i know that everybody's experience is different and somebody that might be watching might be a student might be you know getting ready to go to school or whatever the case may be so i want you guys to really keen in on what you know Jareem is saying in regards to really cherishing those moments you know with the people that you really that, that might end up being your best friends or you know when you get married your bridesmaids your, your groomsmen like this shit is serious bro exactly. and and you said something that kind of it, it made me think about something like hbcu bro talk about that you know obviously what you're doing what you do talk about the, the importance of that like what made you want to go to hbcu like why was that you know really big for you for bro keep it a stack there was no other option there was no other option other than a historically black college bro. i was either going to go to dell state or i was going to go to uh howard my sister was already at uh, Dell State. I have family here. I, I automatically picked the uh, uh, Dell State, but you you kind of I feel like um, I think it's important for you as a black person to be around people who look like you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's no other place in this world that you're gonna feel as comfortable, um, as safe. Um, you never you're not gonna feel that uh that family vibe anywhere else like it's, it's especially like a PWI when where, where they have uh seven to ten percent of a black population and uh eighty percent of the school is is white and the rest is Asian. You're not you're not you're not gonna be able to en- enjoy yourself or, or feel safe. You wanna be around people who look like you, talk like you. You you don't have to explain why you do this or why you coming outside with a do-rag or a bonnet or why you uh wear the hoodie that you're wearing. Mm-hmm. The teachers the teachers are more relatable to you because you got uh, 80, 80 to 85 percent of the Correct. teachers are, are um, brown or black. Correct. And it's, it's no other experience like it. Um, and I and I would say if you go to a, a PWI, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But um, if you could if you could kind of delay the 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 prejudice that you that you get in, in the outside world, mm-hmm. if you could kind of delay like some type of sort of oppression for people who think that you're not smart enough or, or, or don't care if you succeed or not. If you can delay that and go to an HBCU, like 
definitely definitely make that decision. Facts. That's that's important. That a thousand percent, bro. And just to kind of answer that myself, and just kind of talk a little bit about that, I feel like, you know, especially when it comes to education, when you have people that are like us, you know, black kids specifically, you know, go to a school and they don't have teachers to really more so protect and relate to them, you know, Mm -hmm. while learning, I feel like that's a disadvantage in itself. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're not saying a PWI is a bad thing. So, you know, don't misconstrue what we're saying, but it's just a matter of like, why wouldn't you want to have teachers that look like you? Exactly. That can kind of relate to you and kind of, you know, understand where you're coming from as opposed to going to a university or PWI where you have, you know, you know, white teachers or, you know, other races kind of not really understanding where you come from. You know what I mean? So I think that's a huge thing. I look at it in terms of like this. Um, it's, it's way more intimate at a historically black college. Mm-hmm. You go to a PWI and they have 100 students in a classroom as a white teacher and nobody cares about the problems that you're going on back home, how your mother can't pay for, the, yep. for your book. They don't care about how uh, you couldn't sleep because somebody in your family passed away. They got... They got ninety nine mm-hmm. other kids. You, me, and you, uh, we we in a we, we in a college. Of, some people in the college of business. Some people, um, uh, in in in, in other department. in other colleges. You you walk into a classroom. It's like thirty kids in there. The teacher know everybody by name. Yep. Talking to you like oh, like shit. this is still and and not not to say it's it's remedial, but talking to you like it's it's high school. Kareem, facts. Hurry up and sit down. Open your book. Facts. I'm calling on you for the first answer, and and facts. that's and that's how intimate it is. You can't get that nowhere else. There's no even if you go to a small uh, PWI, you still not experiencing uh, that that same amount of intimacy, that same amount of love. Like it, it's it's just not the same. So you know, look, HBCU is the way to go, man. But you know, to each his own. And you know, my question to you is because I have this. Uh, I have this debate with like my friends all the time, bro. Yeah. When it comes to like just education, now, now we're just talking about education. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Um, do you feel like? I mean, obviously, I would I would say that PWIs are more when it comes to education. You know, statistically, it shows that people get better jobs or careers or whatever the case may be. I don't know, mm-hmm. but just in general, do you feel like um, someone that graduates from an HBCU is more more at a disadvantage than somebody who graduates graduates from a PWI or do you feel like it's just a matter of, you know, the work that you put in, the network, the connection that you've made? Like, what do you think? How I think, do you feel about that? I would say it's a little bit of both, right? So, we, we you talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, a master's degree from Dell State isn't a master's degree from Harvard. And, that's, and it's just plain and simple. You go to an HBCU, um, a lot of the times, the the experience and the, the cost, a lot of times, is a lot of reason why you go there. You definitely have to put in a lot more work at a historically black, black college than you would if you were to go to Harvard or Brown or any other of these uh, prestigious PWIs. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say this: that's only preparing you for real life. Like in in real life, once you step outside, when you get into your nine to five job or or entrepreneurship, as a black person, you have to work nine times, ten times harder than a, black, yeah. a white person anyway. Yeah. Your white person own a coffee shop around the corner, and you own a coffee shop on this corner. You have to work ten times harder, cause they're just gonna subconsciously, and I, like we was talking about before the show, subconsciously look at them in a in a white god complex 
uh, a type of way like yeah that that uh place is, is more professional yeah. just not not saying that this isn't professional this is just white and this is just black yeah. and i just feel like i'll be more safer there yeah. and, and things of that nature and, and that's just how it is you you just have to it, I, I would say it just preparing you for for real life you know what gotcha. i mean um you don't you don't get a i wouldn't say the education is is different i, I do feel like sometimes some colleges do hold you back mm-hmm. uh I will share this experience I had when I first got out of college and I got my first job, I got hired at Enterprise, right? And we, it was a slow time. And most, all of my coworkers are white. I'm the only black person. And they started talking about college. And of course they went to PWIs and they said, um, they were just talking about classes that they had. And I was just like, yeah, they, they was talking about, oh, intro to business and uh, marketing and this and that. I'm like, oh snap, like I took some of those classes too. And they was talking about uh, marketing research. I'm like, yeah, like when I took that, my, my uh, senior year like i really had to double down because that was one of my it was one of my favorite classes but it was one of my most challenging he was like you took that your senior year i'm like yeah he was like what you take yeah what was your what was your uh freshman year um classes uh classes look like what, what did you have on your syllabus and stuff like that and i'm like oh well i had uh you got a intro to well you got a wellness class yeah you got a um what, what are those what are those classes called seminar you, you got those uh, yeah university seminar classes yeah. That's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. While while other colleges is getting right to it, we uh, take all yeah, these a lot, other stuff. A lot of times, historically black colleges don't don't do that, and that and that that is a problem. But, but uh, like like I, like I said, um, is that that probably does need a little bit of, of a curriculum change. But what I would say is, you you go to a historically black college for the the experience, and and it's cost efficient. A lot a lot of people can't even afford to go to college, let alone go to a PWI that's going to cost you eighty k a year. Um, so yeah. yeah, nah, that's facts, man. I think that's that's something that I really wanted to, you know, decipher, bro. Especially, you know, with your knowledge on just like, you know, history and stuff in general. Because when it comes to education, you know, everybody's gonna have their own prerogative. I mean, it is what it is, right? You think of PWI better, you think of HBCU mm-hmm. better. Now I want to touch. This is a little bit off topic, but it's a little bit different. But I just really want to talk about it, just because we're talking about PWI and HBCU. Now let's talk. Let's take it to like the sports a little bit, just because I know mm-hmm. you're a sports guy too. Yeah, you feel me? So like, let's let's think about it in the sports aspect. So now you have where education, a lot more people are deemed to be a lot more successful. Obviously, same way if you go to a PWI or whatever the case may be, you don't got to work ten times as hard as somebody at HBCU. But now we're talking about you know these these top athletes choosing to go to PWIs, but you're starting to see slowly but surely, you know, top prospects trickle down towards the HBCU, mm-hmm. you know, limelight. How do you feel about that? Or what do you think, you know, some things we can do um, to really start gravitating more top talents to um, HBCUs? This It's a little bit of a tough answer because it's like, it's complex. So a lot of those, a lot of those um, athletes are only going to PWI for exposure. Right. And they, they have ex- a lot of exposure because of... And that's that's drenched in white supremacy and oppression too. Right. Like the these bigger schools with a lot, a way more resources than HBCUs have. Because you know HBCUs are underfunded. You see what's happening at a lot of HBCUs. People uh, living in uh, soot and dirt and there's mold everywhere. And we we went to I love Delaware State University. But we had but freshman, yeah. freshman, freshman yeah. yeah, roaches in the shower, uh, stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's underfunded. It's, it's, it's underfunded. And if I'm if I'm a five star talent. I'm not going, going to Howard. I'm not going to Dell State. LSU. Bama said I could stay they up in the like, exactly. Man. You crazy? I'm not. I'm not doing that. You. They have way more resources. They have. They. They not. They, 
you, you got to think of people that go from, from Harvard and Brown, what are those people going on to do? Right. You know what I'm saying? They, it's, it's, and that's a whole nother conversation. You got to talk about nepotism. Mm. If, if I went to... Talk about that a little bit. Nepotism, for in, in layman's terms, I'm going to just explain it like this. If, if I'm... If I'm a Walter Lewis the Third, a white man, um, and I own this, uh, if I own a business, this multi-million-dollar business, I'm going to hire my nephew, my mm. cousin, my uh, any, any anybody family. anybody that I know family-wise or anybody that's close to me. That's 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 what nepotism is. Mm. Black people don't do that. Black people don't hire other black people because we. Cause we, we we drenched in this white god god complex, this uh, feeling like white people are superior. So we we hire black. I ain't hire no black yeah. people. I'm gonna get some people who know what they're doing. Like a black person yeah. don't know what they're doing. I guess, um, and 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 that's what that's what that's that's drenched in. But you gotta think about just to go back to the to the point. Like those people are going on to be successful just because of, of nepotism. Those people that go to Harvard or get into like these these larger wow. these larger schools. Um, you could donate a million dollars to 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 LSU and Bama and, and some of these and some of these larger places. Like who at DSU? I don't know how many millionaires we got that graduated from DSU. Nice. I don't know how many millionaires you got. I mean, Howard probably got a lot. That's why everybody. Yeah, you you watch the BET you Awards. They be like, they, they, they get drunk. Shit. They take a shot. The first thing they do, ten million dollars to Howard. All other these hundred and thirty something other uh, HBCUs go go underfunded. We no nobody wanted. We get no exposure. We don't get on TV like these other colleges do. We don't we don't have people that donate millions of dollars to our sports programs. We don't got the best. Uh, uh, equipment and the best jerseys and like it, it is what it is and, and until until we get funded nope nobody's gonna no black person is gonna want to uh, play for these colleges you, you look at Deion Sanders mm. at Jackson State you think you think play, you think you think players want to go to would have went to Jackson State if Deion Sanders wasn't there uh, helping them out in, yeah. in a financial standpoint you don't think he got donors and, and, and resources and people that he know from uh, his experiences in the NFL and, and uh, the connections that he made. Of course, if, 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 I'm pretty sure if Deion Sanders with the Dell State or, or any other these or Bethune Cookman players would have started going there yeah. too. They would have got a five star quarterback. Like, and, sure. and, and that's what it is. Nah, that's crazy, bro. I just feel like the whole HBCU PWR journey is just is. It's just a topic that's never gonna get old, bro. I just yeah. think it's always gonna be it's gonna be very opinionated for many different people. And let's kind of trickle down and talk, you know, dive a little bit into, you know, you know, outside of college now and just really more so into like, you know, your career and, and what you really got going on. So I know for me, I've been very intrigued, you know, because we young, bro. You know what I mean? We young and just seeing you, bro, you went from, you know, to college to your career and to obviously father, you know what I mean? And I wanna touch about that a little bit. Um, being a twenty five year old dad, bro, you know, you it's it's not a lot of 25-year-old men, you know, they be very... And I'm sure you was very, you know, afraid and nervous and just like... Not afraid, but like... You was like, man... So, so I, was I, little... I, was, I would say this, bro. I was not I was not afraid because a lot of people look at me like, wow, you're young and you have a, you have a, a, a kid, you're married, you have a house. Like, they look at me like this is absurd. But you, you got to think, back in the day, actually, actually grandmother... Ask your mother when she when she had you. Ask your grandmother when when she had her first, she kid. Had first kid. Ask 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 your grandmother when her mother had her. This isn't this isn't out of the norm. 
it's it's out of the norm for for somebody like me, somebody that look like me, to have my shit together mm-hmm. um, at such a young age to be able to have a family, to be able to have a wife, to be able to throw a wedding, to be able to to have a a, a, a kid and to provide for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day. Um, before they went off to to uh, Vietnam or, or, or one of the world wars, yeah. they got married and had children because they didn't know if they was coming back. Them little kids was like 18, 17. Wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not totally out of the ordinary. And our generation, we just value other things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We just we we, we don't we value uh, um, trips, and it's it's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. Me and me and my wife definitely. Going travel, you know what I'm saying. But people value other stuff. They they value uh, designer clothes like more than they they they, value, they will value a home. They value like uh, I gotta have this type of vehicle. I gotta have this type of this. And when you look at a family, like oh, I ain't doing no. You you see the post all the time yeah. on social media, like oh, having kids in my twenties, I ain't doing that. Like that's crazy to me. I would die. Really though, like yeah. you know what I'm saying, like. I I just feel like it, it's it's what we value, and and it's okay because people think. And I just I think a lot of times what people push on social media is the people who who are the um, the idols and uh, of today's world, and it's the rappers and it's the uh, the sports players right. and things like that, and they and they push a certain narrative of what's okay and what's not okay, wow. and then people go on and follow that. But I I live my life and I don't believe in I don't believe in idols. I don't have that's, I don't have an idol. You know what I mean? Yo, that's super crazy because I just I, I don't know if you've seen it yet, and I'll show you after we get out of here, but. I literally just posted a clip of my last podcast that I did with, uh, shout out to Giovanna. Um, she's a mom. And one of my questions that I asked her was, you know, do you feel like the value of motherhood is just changing or decreasing due to like what they see? Meaning like, you know, a lot of people are in retrospect, not that they are, not that this is out of the ordinary, but a lot of, a lot of people are now more so rushing to do it when they're not prepared to do so. Whereas you, you were prepared to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So my question to you is, I mean, I understand it's, it seemed like it's not out of the ordinary, but in today's generation, it is because it's like you have your shit together, like you said. Mm-hmm. So how were you able to kind of focus up and what was it that made you make the decision and say, you know what? I'm not about to fall into the bullshit that I see on social media. I'm not about to let people tell me what and what not to do in my life. If I want to get married and I'm ready and I want to settle down, I'm going to do it. So in contrast to you know, people rushing and following social media and, uh, and whatever's going on, how are you able to say, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do and, like, be prepared for that joint? You know what I mean? Shout out to Max B, the wave guard, man. Like, I post this video every, like, probably once every month when he be like, yo, I'm just different. Like, if, if, if y'all going to go right, I'm going to go left. up. Like, he didn't even say left. He said up. Like, mm-hmm. and that's that's how, that's what I really pride myself on, bro. I don't want to be like, y'all, if everybody want to bend and if, if everyone, if everybody want a BBL, a girl with a BBL and views, like I don't, I don't want that, bro. <laughs> because, because, like the the meek or 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 or, or the or the the bulk of people, I promise you, if if most people are interested in this one thing, I promise you that it's not good, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the um the ideology of like the five percenters, how they be like. Um, the ideology of a five percent basically just means that eighty-five percent of people don't know what's going on. They mm. lost. They they Believe lost it. in the source, right? Ten percent of people know, but they don't share the they information, share right? Five percent of people are doing what's right, and mm. I want to be a part of that five, bro. That, that's that's what I want. I want to be part of that five percent, bro. Eighty-five percent of people is going to want that other thing. I don't want that, bro. I don't want that. I want the other thing, like, and and that's just and that's just me, like. 
I, I really sit down and people people take stuff for face value. They don't do no research. Mm. They don't they don't uh, they don't ask about uh, anything. They don't get any mentors. They don't they don't go sit down and um really uh, weigh out the options. They be like, you know what? I'm gonna just make this crazy decision. I'm gonna just go do this and do that. You know what I was doing in college, bro? I was saving for my first house. Mm. I was 23 when I bought my first house, bro. You know what I mean? I'm in my shit, second bro. house. I'm 25. Good shit. Like, and that's and that's that's how my that's how my parents raised me. Shout out to Mama Ross and uh, bro, shout out to Mama. I'm sure she's talking about Mama Ross too. and Daddy Ross. Like, nah, that's lit, bro. And just talking about that percentage, and I think that's super big, especially just for people like us, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to say kudos to you, man, because it's like I'm 26. You feel me? I'm about mm-hmm. to be 27, you know, later this year, and it's like, dang, like. You, you need to have people in your environment that you could kind of look at and be like, damn, let me kind of, you know, hustle up and get my mm-hmm. shit going and be reminded that it's okay to be a part of that. Yes, bro. That percent of people. Who, I want my one thing you one thing you just said, right? Oh, I'm 26. And you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I got think like, oh, I got to get my stuff together. Like everybody, like I, I said, like I was 23 when I bought my first house and why that's cool for me. That's a, everybody's on a different path. You know what I mean? Like I had people in my life to guide me the right way. And if I didn't, I definitely would have, would have swerved or whatever the case may be. Or, or like sometimes it, it's not smart for you to buy a home just right now. You know what I mean? We just had a conversation. You, you talking about going to Atlanta or or, or moving down South or whatever the case may be. Like you might've not wanted to like, you know, lay roots just yet. You know what I'm saying? Like every, it's, it wasn't the right time for you. Like I'm not trying to. Yeah, of course. Make it seem to nobody like, oh, I'm doing my thing. Y'all not doing nothing. But I wanted the message that I'm trying to convey is don't follow what everybody else is doing because like what everybody else is doing is is more than not not the right thing. You know what I mean? So nah, and I think that's that's it's a great way to kind of clear that up. You know, just to kind of remind the people that we're not trying to say that you know he's no better than anybody or whatever. It's just like it's good to see people that are our age actually doing what's best for them. But that's like, again, it's, it's kind of like a reminder to like, yo, like, this shit is tough. You yeah. feel me? Like, knowing what marriage is like and all of that good stuff is lit. And that, one, go ahead. One, one more thing, bro. Now you're good. Bro. Just like what you said, gang, like, my my whole, like, you know when people post, like, they be like, motivational purposes only? I dead don't yeah. ever post. You would never, ever see me. And you, tell me if I'm wrong. You would I never see it. me flex on social media like, oh, I'm this dude and I money bags and I... I, motivational purposes only, bro. If I bought a crib at twenty three, you don't think you could buy a crib at twenty three? Mm. I ain't, I ain't the like. I'm not the. I'm not I ain't, I ain't, I ain't the profit. Like, like I, ain't, I ain't nobody. Yeah. I ain't do nothing different than anybody else, bro. Like, it's the the. I can I can. I'm just trying to lay down the blueprint for somebody else. You know what I mean? So like, that's that's the reason why I be talking about it or be um, or be or, or show it off because. Like I know everybody else can do it too. I would love my one of my goals, and it's actually one of my mother's goals. You know, she's in real estate, is to push for more black people in home ownership. Like mm. black people are not are not doing well right now in home ownership. Probably doing a little bit better in the, than the past, but we we don't. That's that's not something that we look at as um as important right now. Yeah. And to to be able to shift people's minds. Um, especially just just in that would be important because equity is important. The re, the, you 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 hear uh, you listen to four 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 by Jay Z, mm-hmm. um, and he he dropping knowledge. People got ahead, specifically white people got ahead um, by oppressing others, specifically black, black people, people, in in terms of home ownership. Like, uh, and it's something called redlining. Um, 
yeah, looking for a book. It's called The Color of Law, right? Specifically, specifically redlining, making us let not allowing us to buy uh, homes in certain areas that would allow us to uh, have or or to accrue equity. And what does equity do? You know what I mean? Equity allows you to be able to uh, to to uh, uh, buy more homes. Nice. Equity would allow you to uh, you you could you could take out uh, equity for for education. Mm-hmm. Black people didn't have that. We didn't we didn't have no wealth. E- equity is wealth. You know what I mean? And we, we we didn't have that. So to to push that as something important for black people in this day and age, instead of go buy something that that doesn't mean anything moving forward, or to go uh, invest in your body that. Um, yeah, that that God already made perfect, right. like you, you know what I mean. Like there, there's other things that I think we should just push in 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 terms of importance for us. Just moving forward as a people. Yeah. And where did that? I think that's my thing with you. And then we're gonna move on to the next year. But it's like where did you know? It's like I feel like I might have we might have spoke about this a little bit, but I want you to really kind of give us the like where did that come from? I mean, of course you said your mom and dad, you know your family or whatever the case may be, but yeah. like. At what point was it really just like a switch? Because it's like again, bro. You know, I we've been we've been friends and for years now, yeah. and it's like I've seen you do so well at one thing and, and and do other stuff, but then it's like next thing you know, you just hit the switch. Like what? Like what? Tell me what that day was like where you was just like you know what, marriage, fatherhood, you know, Black History, or like what was it? You feel me? I think I think the switch for me was seeing i didn't i didn't see any value excuse me i didn't i didn't see any value in a lot of stuff other people were doing like i really didn't i'm i'm at one point i sat down and i looked and i i was unhappy with with the way that i was moving it was a it was in college i was a junior no i was a, i'm lying i was a, Baby, I, was a, I, was a so, I was a sophomore i was a sophomore right and me and my friends and excuse excuse my um, <laughs> my wife doesn't get upset but it was like uh full semester sophomore year and i'm trying to keep up with my friends and talk to multiple women and buy uh designer when I, i'm in college and obviously you you low-key you can't afford it like you know what i mean like i'm, I'm just trying to keep up and i was just unhappy i'm thinking i'm gonna be happy buying my babe hoodie i'm fiending for it working well, I had like I had mad. A lot of people don't know too. I had like five jobs, undergrad, like five jobs, bro. Like, but nah, bro. Like, I'm thinking that's gonna that's gonna bring me happiness. And when I bought it, it didn't. Louis belt, bought my with my first Louis belt. Like, I, I wanted that so bad, bro. Worked my ass off, bought my first Louis belt. I was not happy with the look. Like, I'm where I'm like. Like what? Like like what? Else, like you? Like what else, bro? Like, that, like a lot of a lot a lot of us keep on keep on searching for for uh for happiness and and these symbols and materials, bro. You're not gonna be happy. I, I'm or, or or like trying to trying to fill this void with with uh, women or clothes or whatever, and it's not it's not gonna make you happy, bro. And what made me happy was my my girlfriend at the time, my wife now. What made me what makes me happy is. Is making my parents proud and being able to leave uh, a foundation for my, for, for my daughter. That that my daughter makes me happy. My wife makes me happy. My family, you know what I mean. That that's that's where I kind of flipped the switch because, like, God forbid, bro, if I die today, my 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 wife has this house and my daughter has equity in her name. Like, 
my shield, my my wife will be able to sell his crib and go and and put my daughter through college. You know what I mean? Like Love that's you, that's important to me. That's what makes me happy, bro. The Louis belt didn't make me happy. The Bay putty didn't make me happy. Like any of the, any of the uh, Louis shirt, the Mary, the, none, none of that stuff made me happy, bro. And that's and I just really sat down and I thought like that's this is not me. This this really isn't me. And I don't know who this is, but I don't like it. Like looking looking at myself in the mirror, like this is not. I'm way. I'm I'm like I'm uh, intellectual. I, I'm a deep thinker. Like, what does a bait hoodie mean to me? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why why do I want that so bad? Because somebody I seen somebody that was famous wear it. Like, that's gonna get me girls or whatever case may be. Or or the Louis belt, same thing. Like, cause people gonna look at my Louis belt and be like, Yo, you fly, bro. Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? I remember them times. They just be like, you fly, bro. Like, hey, nah, 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 you, nah, you fly. You fly like, you fly. Thanks. You you that's doing? Cool. And that and that's that's kind of. A conversation too, maybe not in this one, but in, a, in the past, a conversation too. Like, are you are you buying the Louis belt for uh, for yourself? Are you buying it to impress women, or you are you buying that thing to for another man to tell you that that you fly? Because that's you'd be surprised. Yeah, bro. you'll you'll be surprised. I just love to hear you say that, bro. Because it's just like we we need more of that accountability, bro. Like, and you know, just hearing you say that, I'm I'm a guy that I like fancy stuff, bro. And again, he's not saying. Don't get those type like if you like it, it's yeah, your like, prerogative, bro. Like don't think he's saying like living live live yeah, within live your life. Live, live within, within your means. means definitely. Facts. Live within your means. So that's what we kinda saying, but he just saying for him specifically, like that was a switch and, and that's what I really wanted to hear, cause I mean, just seeing you kind of have that switch, it really changed drastically, bro. It was just like Kareem is this dude, but then it's like, but in the, for the better, for the better, of course. But it's like, yo, this is really lit. Like my man's really understood, and I think this is gonna inspire other people to just like again not live the lifestyle that he's living but just really start thinking about what's truly important to you you know what i'm saying like and even aside from just clothing and, and women and, and money even bigger than that right mm -hmm. what's truly gonna make you happy what's gonna make you sleep at night you know peacefully and not wake up you know with grudges and being you know just miserable all the time mm -hmm. and this kind of leads to my next thing bro and just you know and then we're gonna kind of wrap it up shortly but like talk to me about just the experience of we was kind of talking a little bit off camera as well before we started but talk to me a little bit about that feeling of you know getting ready for fatherhood you know what i mean you was kind of talking to me a little bit about you know being a dad but what did that feel like you know when you found out you was about to be a dad and like how was you really you know dissecting that in I felt like the the feeling I had in my stomach, I could only compare it to like the first day of school, like, and you got your outfit laid out, laid out, all that like, sneaks ready. You hype like you you hype because you know like it's it's a brand new journey, it's a brand new beginning for you. The first day of high school was a brand new journey, but like also you got this like feeling of like dang like, I hope I'm good at this. Like I hope I'm ready for this. Yeah. But what what soothed me was I had um, definitely. Uh, a whole village behind me, friends included, um, but uh, aside from my family, and I already owned my first home. Me and my, me and my wife both uh, started uh, our career, so that that definitely uh, made me feel a whole lot better. And that's that's just the, the feeling. It was euphoric, though. It was a it was a euphoric feeling. I was so excited. And most of the time, I was just trying to tell Armani, my wife, like, yo, it's, it's going to be okay. Um, I'm here. And and we, we just kind of, like, 
just just had to be yeah. uh, be be with each other for a little while before we you know told told others and it was it was a it was an amazing day and the day she was born was 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 so crazy i'm like yo i'm really a father that's crazy even still my, my daughter's eight months even to this day i'll be like i wake up and i see her do something i'm like i'm really a pops bro, that's bro, I old imagine. d like imagine, that's crazy walking she doing all i'm like yo that's that's crazy bro it's a it's a great feeling like she she is my strength and um and and and, and talking about like black history and and, and the state of the, uh, the black man and things of that nature and the black man and the black woman like she's going to be my legacy as well um, well, and along with my future kids, so like it, it's 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 amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, and you kind of spoke about that legacy a little bit too. Um, but kind of talk to me about you know that true legacy that you do want to leave behind. Like I remember you was talking just about you know your, your daughter being able to not grow up. Um, you know, seeing you know the the white people, you know, really be superior or mm-hmm. like how, how did you? What's the ultimate you know goal? You know what I mean? Like how do you? see that playing out, you know, because I know you're in Delaware now, you know, we spoke a little bit about that, so what's the goal for your daughter as she does get older, and like, what image do you want to leave for her when it comes to, you know? So, the legacy I would like to leave for my daughter, besides it being physical, like, of course, I'm, everybody going to say they're going to leave money, they're going to leave property, they're going to leave land, and, and things of that nature, and of course, I want to do that for her as well. I want my legacy to be tangible as well as uh, a mental, but the the mental part is is a lot is important as well um i want her to i want to leave her with a legacy of knowing that uh she's as good as anybody if not better Mm. she is uh is is an important she's the she's the a a queen of the earth her ancestors were were the first people here she's the original woman the the woman is the closest thing the black woman is the closest thing to god you you, you're ever going to see in the flesh and I, I, I want to instill that sense of importance and, and that sense of uh, uh, just just uh, persona in her. I want her to grow up knowing that like she she's that girl and yeah. the people that look like her um, are are uh, those people. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's exactly what I what I want. I just want to have her be confident and, uh, you know, strut her strut. You know what I'm saying? She she's second to nobody. Absolutely. So uh, aside from the the uh, financial and and the physical things, I want to leave. I would like to leave her um, with with that that mental portion as well. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it, bro. I think that's I think that's massive, man. You know, a lot of people always think about the physicality stuff, and not really more so the emotional. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, you know, and, and internal things that you got to leave back, especially as a dad. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Of course, there's certain things that the mom is gonna provide, but as a dad, it's like. We can do a lot more than just be the provider. I mean, exactly. of course, your goal is to obviously protect, you know, serve and provide. But we got to understand that it's, it's bigger than just that, too, bro. You got to be able to emotionally support and be there, you know, for your kids. So I love the legacy that you're trying to leave behind. And talk to me about, like, you know, the wife aspect. Like, how is how is the teamwork between you guys, you know, when it came to being, you know, her being pregnant and, you know, you get, you know, her getting ready to give birth? Like, how is that? you know that experience for you i would say this a lot of people always um talk about relationships and they got to be 50 50 or the woman got to do this or the man got to do this i would say a relationship a real relationship isn't like that it's more of a give and take thing sometimes she can only give 40 and i got to give the other 60 and sometimes it's, it's vice versa um we we definitely as a as a team we give each other what we need um and as far as being parents 
it's is the teamwork is, is something that that a, that a lot of people growing up probably ha- has never seen and that's that was important to us moving forward especially when she was pregnant we had the conversation a lot like we want her to grow up knowing that mommy and daddy is both here absolutely like you don't have just that 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 one shoulder to cry on we it's, it's not only about being present it's about being active and that's mm-hmm. what that's why i want her to see for both of mm-hmm. us you know what i mean so like the, the team we talk about the teamwork all the time like i i want her to also to to be a daddy's girl i want her to be a mama's girl i want her to uh, just, just to know that, that, that you know package. that we're, we're both here, you know what I'm saying. Especially like, and bring bring it back to to uh, to the state of the black man and the black woman. Like a lot of a lot of us don't grow up yeah. um, in that type of household, and that's that's the reason why we have certain type of values. Like you like you just said previously, you you said um, the man is supposed to you know provide. Uh, you know, financially, and, and but it's it's also it's also a conscious thing. Like the man of, of, of the house brings structure. So it's a lot of things that uh, we love our mothers, but there's a lot of things that our mothers can't teach us about mm-hmm. how to be a man, and that's and that's uh, that's important. So, uh, that's shit. Nah, that's real shit, bro. And I think that's that's exactly what you know we needed to hear. You know, just for everybody listening, man. I think that's that's very important. And we're going to kind of just dive into the last piece, man, and just kind of get right into it. But I really want to talk a lot about what's your vision with, you know, a wave of black history. I think that's your TikTok name. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, the vision for your, you know, your, your history uh, page and, you know, your, your knowledge that you give out, your education. Talk to me about how did that commence and, you know, what was that truly about? You know, when did you start really tapping into that side and really say, you know what, I think it's time that I let the people know what's going on. I think this this has always been me in a sense. I felt like uh, my family and my friends was really getting a brunt of my information. Like, yo, y'all, y'all know why this is like this, right? Y'all know in, in 1965 this happened, in 1776 this happened, and and it was at, at one point somebody was like, yo, bro, like you if you have the information, um, the people need it. And then I really started doing my. Uh, more research and I really started like, you know what? I, I want to be that guy. I want to be that educator. And not in terms of like, I don't got to be a, a, I felt like I had to be a professor. I had to be in a school, I had to teach the kids, but I can't do what I what I wanted to do yeah. inside a curriculum. I can't, so, and, and that's why I'm on uh, TikTok and Instagram and things like that heavy yeah. because um, it's important. I think, um, well, I, 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 the, the name eludes me, but, He's a he's a professor, Professor Kima, I believe his name is, and he he had uh, compared it to a slingshot, right? Mm. And and that's that's what I, I kind of live by. So like the the further you pull back, this, this in terms of a slingshot, the the more powerful it'll spring forward, and and that's what I want to do for my people, mm. and it's my kids and my and anybody else that I can teach anything. If I ever taught you one thing, if I can teach you one thing, I've I've done my job. So. Um, I just want to spring us forward as fast as, as fast as possible, and not as fast as possible, as far as possible, actually. So, you 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 think of um, where we are as a as a people, yeah. and and like the the school system as far as curriculums. Um, the worst thing uh, that we could have done, or that that white white people or the white power structure could have done, was to tell us that our history started with slavery. Mm. How how is it when you learn in the mm. school when you you get in there and it's it's slavery, uh, uh, slavery, segregation, Jim Crow, uh, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Obama, and that's what you uh-huh. learn. You know what I mean? And that's not 
that's not conducive to to real history. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even one of those dudes like yo. We used to be kings, like, yeah, yeah. and it's cool. We 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 were we were kings and queens, but we was we was the original architect. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? We we were the original mathematicians. Uh, uh, we were the, uh, uh, the the first people who who saw out into space. We were the first people to to create the damn near everything. And, and people don't know that. And I feel like because we don't know that, we cling to a white power structure mm -hmm. or a white. Uh, superiority and a black inf inferiority because we like you know they they run the world you know what I'm saying they did this they did yeah. that but when in fact they didn't do it they just they just stole it mm -hmm. from us and then told us that we didn't and that's that's that would never be okay in my eyes you know what I mean and I and I'm not gonna sit here as a person and and especially knowing what I know and being at being at uh, and having these hobbies of, of reading and not be able to spread the information. Long time ago, I had a teacher. Her name was Miss Reason. In fifth grade, she told me if they if they're gonna hide, she was super pro. I didn't really understand it when I was young. But yeah. She was super pro black, Afro. She wore a scarf. She came. She she uh, she had a different book every week. Bought mm. a different book every week. I'm like, dang, like she really about that. But in fifth grade, you really don't care. And then she told me, I'm like, why are you always reading books? Like, why you always got a new book um, every week? And she was like, if they're going to hide anything that they hide from black people, they're going to put in a book because we're not going to read it. So I'm like, oh, word? I'm like, as soon as she's... And, and as I got older, I'm like, wow. Like, Damn. I, and some of these books that I've read, I've, I've learned more than I've learned in, in elementary school, middle school, Damn. high school, and college. I, I, I promise you, Keys, bro, I've learned more myself than I've, than I've learned in, in all my years of school. Wow, bro. Like, and that's and that that's a fact, as, especially as far as when it comes to history, and why things are the way they are, and why and why uh, things are uh, why why we living in oppressive times, and why things um, are, are so systematic, and what racism actually means, and, and things of that nature. So, that's. Talk to me about what's that that chain you got on. I'm assuming that's the. Oh, that, it's it's, it's just it's just an African chain, bro. It's just a, it's just a team of Africa with the um the Pan African uh colors. Got you. Mm -hmm. And I think I I be remiss if I don't talk about this, but obviously let's talk about Juneteenth real quick. I know that's one of the the you know biggest newest holidays they've been trying to you know incorporate. But mm -hmm. tell me a lot your understanding of of what that holiday is and why is it important to so what's going on right now. What I would say is June Juneteenth is extremely important for Black people. Uh, specifically black Americans, especially those in, in, in Texas. Um, a lot of people believe um, that slavery or, or, or uh, I can't even think right now, uh, slavery ended at a specific time, but it, but it didn't end until 1865. That was three years later from when it was supposed to end. There were slaves in, in Galveston, Texas and, and uh, other parts of the South in, in Texas that was still on the slave. Imagine, imagine somebody coming to you like, yo, why you still working, bro? Slavery over. That's crazy. It's been over for three years. What you still working for? And you like, what you, 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 people, people dying during That's this three-year time. You know how much money you making for the state or the South during this three-year time? It's, it's, it's insane. So that's why we celebrate Juneteenth because that, that was the real, that's, that's our, a, a day of independence, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That we we didn't have no no independence on uh on 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 June 4th, you know what I'm saying? That that's not our independence day. So 
that's that's why it's important for Black Americans. We don't we we celebrate when we was all free, yeah. not not when some of us was free in the North, and not when uh not definitely not when uh, uh, uh white people were free during their their yeah. independence and the American Revolution. So that's that's why it's, it's super important for us, you know, no, to, to celebrate that. That's, that's a Black American holiday. You know what I mean? So that's super big. Yeah. No, that's super big. And, and last thing, real quick, like, what, what do you do? You think we're in a recession right now? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely, absolutely in a recession. But what I would tell you, back in the day, they didn't have uh, social media yeah. to to speak on the importance. Like we we joke, black people's best comfort is comedy, bro. Mm. We joke about everything. We turn everything into a joke. Damn, y'all see this gas? I'm gonna have to start riding a horse. I'm gonna have to start doing this. I'm gonna have to start. But come on, bro. Yeah, but it's, like, um, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, we we definitely in a in a recession right now. They didn't have like. Uh, we we seeing it firsthand everywhere. Like, damn, you! I was just talking to you about like back in the day. We could go to the store. Your mother could buy probably spend one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars in a grocery store, fill up the whole crib. Right now, you you spending three hundred, three three fifty, four hundred dollars, and the, the crib is not the crib is not full. You you yeah. eating for a week, and then the, the next week you got to go shopping again. It's definitely bad out there. Is 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 bad? It's bad out there. Yeah. And it's, nah, and it's and it's worse for black people. You you gotta think like we don't we don't have like I like I told you like like wealth. Um, we we don't we don't have the wealth in the black community. So like when when people could could sit back and like you know what I, mean, I got that extra money if I gotta spend it I, I can. Black people don't have that 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 uh stack to lean back mm-hmm. on and 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 really uh take care of themselves and take care of their family. So. Well, you, you talk about recession is, is really hitting the black community or the low socioeconomic communities the worst. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we definitely in a recession, though. We in a recession, man. But, I mean, I think we got everything that we needed to get out of you, bro. I mean, I appreciate you for the knowledge course, that you've man. given, man. Just And, again, just as your, as your bro, as somebody that went to school with you, just seeing you grow, bro, I'm super proud of you. So keep doing your thing and keep educating us because we need it. Like, all this information that we're getting right now, super necessary. So, look, if you've enjoyed this episode... Make sure you comment, like, subscribe. You know, we're going to respond back. And, and real quick, before we get out of here, let them know, you know, your Instagram. How can they stay, up, oh, stay in contact fact. with you? Or- like I said, my name is Kareem Ross. It's Kareem X underscore on Instagram. My uh, Black History page is a wave of Black History on both TikTok and Instagram. Coming very soon is going to be a clothing line that uh, advocates and that shows uh, some important historical figures and it's, and it's based on us as black people. It's, it's going to be called The Wave. So uh, I definitely appreciate the support. Definitely support my God. Enjoy my time Always, again. Appreciate you, Brody. Love, man. If y'all enjoyed it, comment, like, subscribe, all that good shit, man. See y'all soon. Peace. Yo, how? Yeah. Get him. Get to the cake. I'm on a mission for maze, no matter how long it's going to take. I could just see it already. Give me that new Benz or the Wraith. Watching my own back where I'm from, it was never safe. Yeah, need a hundred M's, it been a safe. Uh-huh. Last chance, life a movie. Roll another one and get baked. Mix the honor wealth with the Gucci. Yeah, you know when I get a in it. Uh-huh.